And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is a very, very special day. Zach and Alex here as always, but someone else is here. Someone else has risen. Um, congratulations, <laughs> Joseph and Ashley Newgarden yes. on the birth of their first child, Coda Nikolai Newgarden. I mean, we've been on baby Newgarden watch for a while now. Oh, man. And obviously... Judging by last week's episode, if you haven't noticed, we're huge Joseph Newgarden fans, supporters, enthusiasts, experts, and this is a huge deal. We're so happy for Joseph and Ashley. Um, the Alex, newest garden is here. The, the, wait, what did you say? I said the newest garden is here. The newest garden, the newest flower in the new garden is here. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Alex, you and you're the one that texted me um, at work today um mm -hmm. i was working today and i got a text i was like everyone stop everyone shut up the world no, don't talk to me right now stopped for the one moment stopped. because baby new garden arrived on on this planet and it, we're so a, blessed i know so blessed i'm so happy um um hey, Coda, i don't so get emotional over like people having kids and stuff but like for some reason joseph and ashley it did for me. I got a little emotional because I've heard him on Dale Jr.'s podcast talk about having kids someday and like how that would mean much, so much oh, to him. I need to watch like, that oh my gosh. It was, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Very happy. Um, what's it called? So, um, Koda, so the namesake, um, it's like Japanese origin and apparently it's the place in Japan where they got engaged. Is that correct? Yeah. That's so cool. They got engaged in Japan. Yeah. Or in Japan. Yeah. Okay. I thought. Okay. And but you're right. Because coda means um happiness and good fortune, which is so cute. That's cute. I love that. It's a unique name, but it's not like yeah. complicated. Like it's a yeah. nice, simple name. Cool origin. Like I talk to like my, some students about like names and stuff. Like for like mm -hmm. stuff. I I I just love it. It's a great baby name. It's a great name for a person. I'm I'm excited. Um. And now when we say coda. It's K-O-T-A, not Circuit of the Americas, just so we're, <laughs> so <Yes>. we're clear. <laughs> I made a joke tweet. I, <laughs> it was so stupid. I put a picture of Circuit of the Americas and like, baby new I garden. saw that. That was funny. It's like, I don't like playing with people's names like that, but I just had to. I just, yeah. anyways. Um, but yeah, congrats, Joseph and Ashley. We're so happy for you, yeah, obviously. I'm so happy. Um, so Joseph's going to go into Barber in two weeks as a father father new garden yep. um <laughs> so um or some might say daddy um not me not me not us not me certainly not i <laughs> um <laughs> oh boy so um last weekend not too much racing um we had a lot of dirt a lot of dirt we had supercross at atlanta Motor speedway yeah um which was great it was on big nbc too that was a great race um i, I watched um and we had of course nascar at bristol dirt um sure did and you know it's been i mean the last week it's been controversy like that race this has been the most controversial nascar race i feel like ever in terms yeah, of just like i remember when people are mad about the roval um, this is nothing compared to the Roval in terms of controversy. People were mad about the Roval? <laughs> oh, yeah. People were ticked I, off about I the I mean, Roval. I can see that, I but, guess, but, like, they got over it after the first race, right? Yeah, but this one, we're on try number two, and everyone's still very mad. And I think that's the telltale sign of, like, is this, is it 
well, there's a difference between will it stick around or should it stick around, I think. Um, we'll yeah. talk about that. And we'll but, talk about that. Um, you know, it's because it's like the Roval is a great example. It's like the first time we do this, it's like, mm, I don't know about all that. And then, yeah, we had that awesome finish, but I think the racing was awesome too. Like, I think people right. enjoyed that race, that first race in 2018. And then, you know, even when the rains came in like 2019 or 2020, um, yeah, we still like that track. So it's an out marquee, it's a marquee event, um, in the NASCAR playoffs. So I think, sure. I think like the Roval successful Bristol dirt now in the second try, even then it's, the fact that we still have people debating if it should be on the schedule is not the best sign. Yeah. I mean, it's getting better. I think, oh, definitely. I think we can agree that this was better this year than, than last year. year. Yes, I agree. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, we'll the talk racing about it. Solid. There's a lot. There's a lot of places for improvement. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about first the finish of this race. How about that? We had Chase Briscoe and Tyler Reddick going for the win, of which the is race. awesome. Just seeing two guys like that, like battling it yeah. out, like that's and so cool. Briscoe and Reddick have been up front a lot this year. We yep. say that. A lot this and year. And Chastain, I mean, if he didn't have engine issues. Yeah, Chastain would have been up there too, week. probably. Like, those are the big three this year. <laughs> they in terms they of kind like, of are the big three. The big three of, like, these, like, you know, they came into this year with zero career wins, and Reddick almost just got his first one. Crazy. And that's crazy. And, but those two ended up taking each other out after a failed slide job by Briscoe, and we'll talk about it. And Kyle Busch for like the 15th time, came in and backed into a win. And who saw that coming? Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? I saw that coming. Oh, I picked him to win last week. You did. I picked Kyle B- The way I screamed when yeah. Kyle Busch went on by oh, for the third time to, to win a race, to back into a win that he shouldn't have won. That's crazy. Man, That's crazy. You and I were talking about this. How many times have we called after a race this year just screaming on FaceTime? That's like the fourth straight, like besides like Richmond where I was at, we had Coda was obviously me screaming. Yep. Texas IndyCar was us screaming. Um, What's it called? Uh, Not Martinsville. What was, oh no, Long Beach? Because Joseph won, right? I think Long we Beach, did at Joseph. Long Beach. After yeah. the Martinsville weekend, yeah. So Joseph, yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot like since like this past this past month we have had we've been spoiled with motorsports just yeah. like finishes and stuff um which obviously the most climactic part of a race is going to be at the finish and we've talked about how it's like uh we should focus on the all of the race but that is where everything comes together especially for NASCAR yeah. and we have and been so spoiled this has been a great year for racing like the finishes especially oh yeah but the quality is up all around nascar like nascar indycar f1 the quality yeah. has gotten better and it's insane kyle bush tied richard petty's record for 18 consecutive years with the win 18 18 i didn't realize petty only won 18 seasons in a row and that's, that's still not, a lot though and think about still I mean, a lot. Some drivers what jimmy johnson's career did it even make it to 18 years? This is tied for first. Jimmy Johnson drove for 18 years in the Cup Series, I believe. Maybe, like, yeah. So it's like, that's like a whole career. And he's right. won. And, and I mean, Jeff Gordon won a couple seasons without winning as well. So Kyle Busch is already at 18 in a row, and he's not even 40 yet. That's impressive. That's yeah. impressive. And I will say, he has started to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Like, 
This trucks. was his 60th career win. He's starting to get beaten trucks. I'm just saying. Like he's starting to get like he's slowing down a little bit. We if you don't like Kyle Bush, well, I have news. He's I feel like he's not. I don't think the days, I mean, he's not gonna win a lot, a lot, a lot of races anymore. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but like he's always in the hunt. He's a talented right. race car driver. He almost won Las Vegas too. So I might eat these words. Um, he might well, JGR might find something. But. Kyle Bush could potentially. I saw this from NASCAR and NBC's Twitter account. Um, they Kyle Bush could surpass uh, Jimmy Johnson for most laps led in the 2000s, like the right. 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. I think he needs like like 500, 600 more laps led or something. I think he could easily do that. But yeah, he isn't he isn't winning as much as he used to, and this is still. 60th career win, really crazy. And, yeah. and it's another track where he's won. He's I know, yeah, he's added Bristol track. Dirt now. I mean, yeah. when he won the 600 in, what, 2018, that was – he had he had won at every track on the schedule. So everything yeah. that's been added after that is the only thing left. So Roval, like Nashville, Coda, et cetera. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, let's talk about the actual race. Yeah, it was – so, yeah, we said um, it was pretty – it was a lot better. Um the track, I saw dirt racing, the the kind of the thing about dirt racing is that the track can change. And as someone that's not very familiar, so you're the Clint Boyer, like Clint Boyer was Fox's <laughs> dirt expert. Yeah. And I'm like, kind of like DW. I just don't know, like right. stuff about dirt. When I think of dirt racing, I think of multiple lanes and the track mm-hmm. does change, but like multiple lanes is what I think of. Mm-hmm. Um. For from what we saw, I think the preferred line changed a little bit, but I feel like it was all it was a little bit of single file. How did you what what did you see, Alex? Well, the track was very racy compared to last year, at least, okay, yeah. and like it was definitely still hard to hard to pass. And I think a lot of that was due to the track conditions. Um, but like it's hard dry. for I don't know, but it was it's hard for. A dirt track to get more lanes i feel like especially when it's not there all the time for it to always be worked in oh, but okay. i mean this i could be completely wrong here but i feel like at a local dirt track it took like several races into the season for it to really become more really that's just an observation i'm not a specialist or anything but i could be wrong maybe drivers are just getting more confident throughout the season but I noticed like race five of the season, the track would be more racy. But again, I could be totally wrong. I don't I, Well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah. Okay. Because. But, and, and another thing is, is that this track, it changed several times throughout this race as well, because you had rain and they had the. We had two you know, rain delays, right? We had to reprep it. Um, I don't know. I just think the track was changing a lot. It was hard for the drivers to follow as well. So I, I heard someone say that because I think it's, you know, 250 laps on a dirt track is a lot. Yes. And last year it became a bit of an issue. It got really dry. It got dusty, but this year we had two, I believe two rain delays in this race Mm -hmm. to kind of cut that up. Um, I wonder what this would have looked like like would the track have gotten to that dusty and dry point again the truck race uh saturday night was fine Mm -hmm. it seemed like 150 laps they were fine um 
you know, I just I just wonder about that um, because track right. prep, it's in, uh, from my understanding, dirt tracks need to have moisture in it. It's very important yeah. that it has moisture and in it. I would say the rain actually made the finish of this race a lot better because I think without the rain, this the track, track out wet, been, you know? Yeah, like, the track would have been very dry, very dusty like we saw last year. It would have been rough. I don't know. I think the rain actually made the race better at the end. So that's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like, would this yeah. race, what would this race have looked like without the rain? Because I think this goes oh. back to like some of the negatives about having this Bristol dirt race, NASCAR doing a dirt race. It's like, yeah. you know, do in these cars still have windshields? Kyle Larson's been saying we cannot do a dirt race with windshields, and they've even tested to do some without windshields, but they weren't really ready to implement it widespread and. It just makes me think like, right? and they prep the track correctly because it needs moisture, but if you make it too moist, then you get stuff where it's like um, the start of the race where it's like there's mud on the grills and then everyone's overheating and then right. Custer gets screwed over because he pits and then NASCAR's like, okay, everyone can pit, free pit stop, you get a pit stop, you get a pit stop. Like, it's just... Yeah, that Custer yeah. thing was really... That's not dumb. Great. And that goes back to what I complained about last year. And I'm not saying this is just me pointing out stuff off the top of my head. I have nothing prepared, really. It's yeah. just like, I didn't like this race because NASCAR did not feel very prepared for it. And then when this happens, it was like, oh, shoot, we got to throw a red flag because this happened. Girl, right. this is your second time doing this. Come on. It's a little embarrassing. And. But to go back to some positives, I will say the rain, I think that kept this race really intense throughout the whole race. Right. Because this race could have ended at any moment. Like there was one point Daniel Suarez was leading before it is into stage two. There was rain coming. Right. So like lap 100, they were racing for the win. Yes. And I think that is really what made this race feel as good as it felt. Because he had Suarez at one point leading. It's like, oh my gosh, he just lost a win because it's yeah. going to start raining any second. And then rain red flag we got going again and then at another point it looks like uh chase briscoe is going to win then it starts raining and then in stage two we had the whole confusion um do you want to rain talk winds about are that? so valid rain winds are so they valid are. like do you do you want to talk about the situation that almost happened girl okay <laughs> yeah i'm very i'm on both i'm only i'm like sitting on the fence with that one like you yeah. because twitter Oh, oh my god, y'all hated that situation. Like, so oh Chase Briscoe. Oh my god. Alex, how the hell are we supposed to? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Make it really simple. I, we're not going to talk about it that long. I'd want to talk about it. I feel like we'd be missing something if we didn't talk about it. It was a yes. big topic. Everyone it was huge. It. Like, this is right after as stage two ends and then the rain comes. Yes. So, here's what happened stage two ends. Chase Briscoe's the leader. NASCAR does their red flag, not for weather yet, but because they don't do regular pit stops. Yes. It's a red flag. So time and scoring's frozen, period. Yes. Timing is frozen. Chase Briscoe's the leader. So some guys stayed out. Some people pitted, Chase Briscoe included. The field is still frozen. It's still a red flag because while they're doing their pit stops, it is still a red flag, right? So now you have rain it is raining so now the red flag stays on for a different reason but it's still a red flag and when the red flag came out chase briscoe was the leader right 
because of the scoring, Kyle Busch was not the leader yet until yes. they, right. Until just, the green flag comes back out. And this is apparently very black and white in the NASCAR rule book, according to like Bob Pockers. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. I don't think NASCAR factored in the fact that there'd be weather. Yeah. You know, like I get it. That's a scenario you don't really want to. You write that rule intending that the race will go back green. Like it and wouldn't matter. I, I 100% think that NASCAR was determined to finish this race. They were not going to allow this race finish on that because all the drivers were confused. Fox Sports was confused. I and mean, like, they know I, they, they made the right call keeping it the way it was if it were to end that way, but there was no way they were like, here's the thing though. Low they key, were halfway. Yeah. Sorry, I keep interrupting. Loki, I'm a little disappointed in the drivers for like not taking a second to read the rule. Well, I mean, maybe NASCAR didn't communicate it well. I mean, it well, sounds like it's a rule just for Bristol dirt though. Yeah. So that's why I it's hard it. to communicate, but it's like another rule. Like, I think everyone is also maybe asking, okay, well, why does Bristol Dirt get these special rules? Why do they have non-competitive pit stops? Because that's the only reason we were in the situation. Because instead of just having a yellow, we have a red at stage break. And, like, do they work on the track during those stage breaks? They do. Okay. They, they do, do and they were. Yeah. They sure. They Or they sure. They should. Um, and I think that's a smart thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's, but like, if we get rid of stages the dirt races still need stages like yeah that's just how it is um i mean even if you go to a local dirt track by the way they'll have like heat races for all the different classes they'll have an intermission typically and they'll work on the track during that period that's fine yeah and then they'll have the feature races that's how dirt racing just is and i yeah i I think that's perfectly fine yeah but yeah it's not at dirt bristol they'll do this at eldora too if they were to switch it yeah so in that so it makes sense why this rule is a thing like why the scoring stops it becomes a little silly and like you know if chase briscoe did win that race i think it's fine because he won stage two like he was the leader and people would have been so mad but i think the problem comes when the teams didn't know about it before they pitted this it got blown up way too big in proportion it was just it wasn't this big of a deal like this was in the rule book it's always it's always weird because we've had a lot of winners of rain races like justin haley and david runeman they won off of the last pit stop cycle that was right before the rain right and it's like how do you fix that like do you fix it or is it just right because you know if they pit and they're getting ready to go back green and then it starts raining well yeah you have to you have to stop like that's just kind of that's just kind of how it is Thankfully, none of this mattered because they got yes. the race going again. I didn't think they were going to do it. And then it Chase Briscoe still almost won the race. <laughs> yeah. And, and no, Kyle, Kyle Bush, Bush and Chase Briscoe still. <laughs> Kyle Bush won the race like y'all wanted. So <laughs> yeah. You guys wanted it. Kyle Bush won the race. Everyone's happy. And you didn't right? want Chase Briscoe to win. And he certainly didn't. <laughs> that, was, that played out so perfect. Funny. God, that's perfect. And the interview that I remember of the driver being confused was Tyler Reddick. So that's crazy. That is yeah, crazy. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. What a fun oh, night. What a fun yeah. night. I had um, a lot of fun. But Zach, you had a concern. You thought that this race was a bit too long because, you know, we had the red flags and the race was going a bit. And you, this is not the first NASCAR race to kind of drag on. Oh, definitely not. There's a let me way too many. Like Talladega so, ending at 7.30 at night. That's a little right. ridiculous. So let me so, find this tweet because yes. I had an idea 
during the red flag while there are no race cars going on my TV. There was no um, racing going on. So None. I don't hate racing, mind you. <laughs> um, you host a racing podcast. Oh, I hate racing. So I mean, I do hate, hate NASCAR sometimes. Um, so like, I was like, okay, maybe some NASCAR races should have a time limit. Like F1 has a rule where if a race starts getting close, like they have, I believe, I want to say a four hour window. Mm-hmm. It's a four hour window where if the race starts getting to that four hour mark, you, it's got to stop. Now yeah. they change the rule to where it's like they can add time for a red flag, which in my opinion, just kind of makes it kind of neuters the idea. So that makes it like, so basically it's like a seven hour window now. So like, okay, girl, no, no F1 race is taking that long. But anyways, um, so NASCAR needs to have a maximum time limit for races, including or not including red flags. So it's like, do you include red flags? Do you not include red flags? I don't know. Um, right. And then I do comma, similar to F1. So that was my mistake. I should have never mentioned Formula One because Darfs hate, Darfs, dumb race fans hate F1. They yeah. don't like F1. It's the most boring thing in the world to them. They'd rather watch grass grow than watch Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen battle. Yet they watched They'd... Martinsville last week. Girl. Um, <laughs> like, Sorry, I, I got so evident. much verbal. I don't want to say verbal abuse because that's like too, that's more serious than it was. I just like, well, y'all are so rude. Being awful. People are y'all just are being so, awful. Dude. Like, it was just an idea. And like yeah. I know there's and problems trying to implement it. Like, duh, it's just an idea I'm spitballing. Back your idea, I think the TV people like NBC and Fox would love, they would love this idea. Because yeah. then it's like, okay, you have a solid window. Also, you know what I mean? And it's just like if you go over this, if you don't have to switch to FS2, we don't have to go to USA network or something like that. I think it'd be beneficial for TV networks and then NASCAR. And the fans, well, start with the fans first. The fans at the track would be like, okay, we know if the weather looks sketchy today, if they get past halfway, we know it'll be done by this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a really good thing to have. Yes. I And for NASCAR's sake, I think I'd make them be a lot more, I don't know, conscious with time and how long they're waiting. I think they should have it during red flags. When yeah, I think... Here's that the way they're not too. waiting around until 2 a.m. to start a race. Up also, here. when we start races at Pocono at like four o'clock, that already has a time limit. Right. We already Talladega have NASCAR races well. with natural time limits. Yeah. Like daylight. So this this is a actual rule, whether we like it or not. So yeah. I don't know why are y'all why y'all are going crazy about it. Yeah. Also, New Hampshire last year literally got shortened. Right. Not even like my rule would have helped New Hampshire because oh, definitely. New Hampshire, oh, yeah. it was 30 to go. And they're like, mm, no, 15, 15 to go. Yeah. Like, New Hampshire, this would have been perfect for. Yeah. They would have a time limit. They would have hit the time limit before the laps ran out instead. I think it's something oh, like, they should try. I think, I think maybe so. like, you know, I get it for races like the Daytona 500 and stuff where it's like, okay, you know what? Let's stay until 10 p.m. It's the Daytona 500. I get that. That's sure. different. 600 like, at Charlotte too. I would yeah, say. it's like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe sure. you don't have to have it for every race, but I think it's something they need to experiment with, right? Especially when we talk about shorter races. Like, do we need to have this big 500-mile race take seven hours because there right. was a rain delay? Like, 
it's something to think about. And we just talked about how we had intense racing at lap 100 of Bristol dirt um, yep. because of the rain, the rain shortage and, or that the rain shortage, the rain, I wish there was a rain shortage, um, the rain delay. So yeah, it's just something to think about. It was a spitballing idea. I don't need 32 quote we treats, um, you know, yeah. not Mickey, Mickey well, Mouse going, we're getting beat up maybe, in the quote retweets. I, <laughs> Sorry. I doubt, I doubt anyone who, you know, is mad at you that's going to listen to this. But if any of you are, hopefully that, you know, you understand what Zach was going for. Yes. I think our explanation here, it's a compelling argument. Yes. Like, it's not, we hate racing. It's more that you want things to look more professional. Because I think if you have that, it'd be more professional. Oh, yeah, TV. Okay. And yeah, TV networks would love that. Like, Fox exactly. was probably like, y'all need to get off the air. Yeah. Y'all get off. Like, we barely <laughs> wanted you on Easter Sunday night anyways. That's a lie. Right. Um, but that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Easter Sunday, before we talk about if Bristle Dirt should, like, continue, how did we feel? Or should we talk about that after? No. Like, should we talk about that after the poll? Oh. Let's talk about Easter really quick. Because um, this is the first NASCAR race on Easter since like the 80s. Right. I, and it was very controversial. I, I'm fine with it. Because NFL plays on Thanksgiving. Um, NBA plays on Christmas, I'm pretty sure. That, that's um, crazy. If you play on Christmas, all right. It, oh, it is open game, man, at that point. If y'all play on Christmas. Yeah. Like, I don't see a problem with it. I think... A lot of the problem is, is that NASCAR, they really, they want to be the family, you know, the family sport. Yeah. And let's admit it, there's a big Christian thing around NASCAR. So I think having their drivers race on Easter is a little contradictory to that. However, they're kind of working on their image, but then they had a whole thing before the race. I don't know. But anyway, I didn't even see that. I was driving. I didn't even well, see I didn't that. watch it, obviously. Okay. But, but, <laughs> obviously. Um, but, but my, my point is, I think it's fine. Every other sport does it. I, and, you know, hockey played on Easter as well. And I think some, I think golf was playing too. Or There's a market. Like Jordan like, Bianchi yeah. said, um, it's a market. You can't just like give that up. We can't just like not grow right. and seize that market. And the right. TV rating was four million yeah sunday night primetime fox the formula that's pretty decent i think it'd be even higher if there wasn't a rain delay yeah so and i think that's really promising for fox and nascar because i mean this is kind of i think if this was like a dud they would have scrapped it because we saw martinsville had awful ratings that was i think they've only got barely under two million like they didn't even it was not good, and it was on FS1. That's the pr- that's the thing. So they always put but they always was, put Martinsville on FS1. But that was a Saturday night race, so a Sunday night race on a holiday. You know, I mean, people are home watching. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that it's smart. I think. Yeah. Until what I heard, Jordan Bianchi, 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 Bianchi on um the, the teardown. Um, we referenced them a lot last week. Thank you guys um, for the for helping me guide my mind. Um, but yeah, like it is really smart for NASCAR to seize that. I feel, I kind of feel bad for the drivers and the the crews and stuff for having to work on Easter. But like, well, I mean, the pit crews know. weren't there because they had the oh, true different 
um, pit stops. Oh, T. Okay, so not the crews. Um, so so it was everyone like, else with the team. It was the engineers, the crew chiefs, and the drivers. And, and like having it, and having it at night, it's at least like they have the morning, and it's Bristol, so it's not that yeah. far from Charlotte. I mean, um, it's fair. I think it's fair. I for so now. I my opinion. I told this to when Daniel McFadden asked people on Twitter, "What do we think about it?" I said it's fine. Give them another off weekend back though, because this, oh, this was one yeah. of their off weekends. They only have one this year. Give them Father's Day weekend too, which is like so ridiculous. Give to me. them, I think at least give them one more. I think they should have at least three or four because this is a crazy like long season. Yeah, three at um, least. And as a kid, I hated off weekends, right? Like yeah. we hated off weekends, <laughs> right? Like no, right. I want NASCAR this weekend, but like no, like these are people. These are people. These are people. I mean, as a as as someone with like a full-time commitment right now, it's like, I would love a week off, you know? I mean, like, these people only get December and January off right now. Yes. And, and most of them are probably- Barely off too, because they're still working. They are yeah. still working during the week, you know? Right. And I don't know. I just feel like it's not fair. I mean, it's obviously not fair. Yeah, so they're it, humans. It's almost 40 out, not 40 hours, 40 weeks straight of just- right great from daytona to phoenix just non-stop yeah they deserve a spring if, break a summer break and then like a break before yeah. the playoffs I and think. steve o'donnell there was a clip of him from, on sirius he said there probably will be another off weekend next year so that'd be really good i would yeah. like it if they had at least three though i don't know why i think i wonder if I, I still don't know why there's only one off week this year maybe it's because easter was supposed to be open but they shoved a bristol dirt think, into I think what happened was they wanted to do something else with Bristol Dirt. They wanted that night, and the only day Fox would give it to them is Easter because they didn't want to do night races because it's bad ratings. I'm, I can almost guarantee that's what it was. I don't have any. Well, any also, Pocono, I, I guess that date came from not the date, but like Pocono had two races in one weekend, but now they don't have that anymore. So I guess that's they true. had to like, because I'm like thinking they probably wanted the season to start at the same place and they couldn't mess with the Super Bowl, right? And then yeah, they didn't want the season to like end too long. So okay, that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, so um yeah, let's talk about Bristol Dirt as an event. Yeah, and the so, future of it. Hi, hot topic. Should NASCAR continue to run Bristol Dirt? As we talked about TV ratings, it's going to, and it sounds like that they are going to. But we asked you guys on Twitter at Gay Racing Pod. We asked you guys, do you think they should run Bristol Dirt again? Uh, and we said to discuss, here we are. 146 votes later, 52% of you said yes, they should do Bristol Dirt again. 48% of you said no. Uh, let's start there really quick. I thought for sure no would win because everyone on Twitter was all angry. But yes, ended up winning our vote. What do you think about that? too surprised i i'm i i think that's kind of what i expected i think if we asked this before this weekend i think it would know what a one but i think this weekend right. um not one a lot of people over like for me example i'm not one over by it but i'm like okay i think i mean we saw how they improved too um right. but i think it's fair i think and i also voted yes like oh did you because I mean, it definitely, I think it will. Do I want it to? I'm a little indifferent. I right. think I'm still kind of indifferent about it. So I want to read you guys some of what you guys said mm -hmm. on like some feedback you would yeah. say if they're going to do it again or why they shouldn't. Um, first, Amber said, for the time being, yes, because they're concerned about how Martinsville was 
if Bristol's going to be a snooze fest as well. That's such a good point too. That is a it's like very Bristol good could literally point. suck. I do not like it, but it's a very good point. I wonder if they're going to shift at Bristol. I think you slow down enough to need to shift. I don't know. If the Bristol night race isn't good, that's a big concern. But I get it. Like, you know, dirt is pro- this dirt race was better than Martinsville last week. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a, like, if this wasn't the next gen car, I think there's an argument for the a Bristol concrete race would have been better than this. And Jeff Gluck was saying that. And yeah. I said that last year, like, and Caleb Hoffman even said this comment, not at the expense of a Bristol race, an exhibition type thing, sure, or maybe even like a third race, but right. definitely not a points race. Like, I think 2020, we had a third Bristol race as the all star race. I think that would have been perfect to like do dirt, especially when NASCAR wasn't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I, a lot of people, by the way, they seem to like the idea of cup on dirt, which that was an idea a lot of people were hesitant to, but I think people have grown on it, but a lot of people, still, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of you guys, like here's Luke. Luke said that if we're going to have a dirt race, it shouldn't be at the sacrifice of great racing that normal Bristol provides. Yeah. And then we had Andrew say, I'd rather have a NASCAR dirt event take place at an actual dirt track. Cool period. And have Bristol dirt. If you have to have Bristol dirt be the all-star race, which I told Caleb that comment you read, they should have done that in the first place. I'm still really surprised that Bristol dirt wasn't the all-star race first. That seemed like a no-brainer to me. Like I don't know. The, it's kind of weird. I guess it would have been like. And then maybe like Texas could just have two points races for like still, I guess, which we'll just suffer through. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably why they didn't do it because then yeah. Bristol Page would lose another, would lose a actual race. I guess that's probably why. But they still, didn't. it's like it's still an event. Like it doesn't really matter to them. I don't like Texas. I don't think right. they care because at least they still have an event to sell tickets for, right? Like, um, right. I think that would have been cool. And like again, twenty twenty, they had the All Star race there. I think it was a pretty cool show like you know right. they had all that stuff going on but and then a couple more comments lloyd said they should continue running a dirt race it doesn't have to be at bristol but it is fun to watch when they're actually green because there's a lot of uh caution. that kind of describes a lot of nascar doesn't it yeah. it's very fun when they're actually green um True. nascar came from World truck series and i wanted to shout out this comment from sp designs this is yep. a really insightful comment they said, yes, they should continue to run Bristol dirt simply for the fact the spring race was already completely dead before they decided to try something new. I would agree with that. We, you and I discussed that last year. Yeah. And like, I, mm-hmm. I know the Bristol spring race, no one really showed up for it. More Even though it was still a great race. Like, I know more people showed up though for the no i get it i understand that's just it 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 makes me mad that it's like right why aren't y'all like bristol people go i go to two races i go to two richmond races a year you go to two kansas races a year why can't the people at bristol go to two bristol races what is wrong with that sorry i'm ranting i'm going (laughs) off right now why can't y'all go to both bristol races every richmond las vegas kansas talladega daytona um all Period. y'all go to both races what is wrong well, with bristol what well, is Zach, wait well, Zach, the weather that's why it's a little late because it's already the dirt has already taken over a spring date but i just want to say sp designs also went on to say 
that if they go back to the concrete and get rid of dirt Bristol, Bristol only have one race a year because they'll just scrap it instead. Yeah. He says if they were to do that, he would want them to have three to four dirt races a year at different actual dirt tracks. And then SP Designs also went on to say that they need to make some make them actually function like dirt cars with no windshields, modify the cooling system, et cetera. They have a great start, SP Design says. They just got to keep working on it. So I totally agree. That was a fantastic comment. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I have two points, but you go first. First of all, thank you guys for all the replies. Mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of fun reading all those. Yes. Um, Sorry for ranting in the middle of your comment, SP. <laughs> <laughs> I got That's fired up. I was like, come on, y'all. What's wrong with y'all? Sorry. Welcome to my world, SP Designs. I, I live with that. <laughs> I don't know how Alex puts up with me. Okay. Um, what do you have to say, Zach? So number one, I mm -hmm. realized during my rant, the reason it's like, and we talked about this, the spring Bristol race always struggled with weather. And mm -hmm. Well, this weekend it still kind of struggled with weather. Even the rain kind of helped the race, weirdly enough. No weird um, way, yeah. So it's like, is this fine? Um, but we thought about switching Sonoma and Bristol. So it's like putting races in March and April so hard because it's like those are rain months, and it's like okay, so maybe you could put um, Sonoma in there, right? Or because yeah. that's one race that you know it doesn't rain out there much. Um, number two. Um, shoot, ADHD just hit me. I forgot what I was going to well, say. Well, I, I will jump off of that. Okay, go because ahead. I told you about the idea to switch Sonoma and Bristol because those are the most S SMI tracks. They could totally do it. And look at World of Outlaws. If you look at their schedule, I'd say about half the races rain out this time of year and they're on dirt. You, it's hard to run dirt this time of year because of the weather. Yes. I would like it personally if they would put Bristol dirt in Sonoma's date, the last Fox race of the season. In June. Yeah, the last Fox race would be awesome. They'd yes, love and it's and it's in June. I think you would actually have a pretty good product. It wouldn't, you know, less likely for it to be raining. You could still get rain, obviously, but you know, less likely. Yeah. And when I think of a dirt race, I think of like a summer night. You know? Exactly. Like think of the Eldora truck race. That was right. always in the summer. Yes. And I think it'd be really cool. And then my only concern with this idea I had was Sonoma, would that be the Easter day? Because I think they're going to keep the Easter and I think they should. They need to have another race that's just as grand to take over the Easter date. If they were right. to move it. And I don't and know it's if something, it's got to be something close too. They can't just like, right. They don't want to fly out to Sonoma for Easter. Like you have, you have Daytona 500, the Easter race, and the 600. Those are Fox's three big races. Right. What could go in the Easter spot? I don't really know. I mean, they could try like maybe Martinsville. They could maybe try like. But Martinsville um, is always impacted by weather too. Exactly. Well, I mean, like, that's just, you know. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I mean, you know, Mar Darlington, maybe even you could move the throw. Ooh, no, Darlington would no. be cool. A throwback race won't eat. No, we can't steal the Lord's Day. We can't do that. <laughs> we cannot show up Fair Jesus enough. at his own holiday. We can't do that. Fair enough. <laughs> we can't. We can't. Oh, I don't make the rules. Just put but, throwback weekend back on the thousand five hundred. I mean, I like it on well, yeah, but I like it on Mother's Day. I mean, they could try right. like you know. Just to, I'm yeah. trying to think of something close to Charlotte, right? Like, so right. like most of the people don't have, like, they could like spend time with their family Monday morning and then right. go 
f off to their job. But um, yeah, I, think I don't know. Was, I think it's a really good conversation. I feel like it's probably going to end up staying on Easter. Yeah, I would love it. So my opinion is they should do it again, Bristol Dirt. They're going to. I think they need to try it in that Sonoma date, though. Put Sonoma wherever you want in the West Coast swing. You can do it on Easter. I would love it if we have Sonoma with the green grass. I've been saying that for a while. It'd be pretty, just for the vibes. Yeah, I put Bristol dirt there where it's less likely for weather to kind of impact it. Make the race shorter. Release a new skin of Sonoma. Sonoma got reskinned. <laughs> yeah, we got reskinned. NASCAR reskinned Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just, um, I don't know. I, I would love to see a Bristol dirt race without weather being a factor. But I think because the we're problem two is- two for two. And you'd have to really make sure the track's in good shape and everything. I don't know. I I just worry that if we keep it on Easter, you're always going to have this problem because the spring race always, always, always gets impacted by rain. Yeah. It's more humid in the summer, too. That probably helps the surface, right? I would say so. It's more humid, yeah. I think another thing about, like, if NASCAR should keep dirt racing, number one, if any track types on the schedule, I automatically want it to like not just be one race. I want like a few events. So it's like, I think it's a little dumb for them to put all this effort into one race, changing the cars and it's just for one race. But it's the fact that they have to do all these things to the cars and removing the windshields. It gets to the point where it's like, do we actually, should we actually do this? I really do get to that. I'm like, okay, should we actually be dirt racing anyways at this point? Because are we getting away from like what we're trying to be, like a professional motorsport? Because we build cars that are obviously made for pavement. These cars are made for pavement. Like, 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 what would we say if they took IndyCar today? I agree. You know, like, what would we say? That would be stupid. I had a nightmare about that. Why are we taking, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was a nightmare. Why are we taking NASCAR to dirt? Like, okay, sure. Yeah. They're no, I are from dirt racing but like these are stock so what you're cars. saying is is yeah. to justify having a dirt race where they have to do all this stuff that they've been hesitant to do they should have more dirt races yes kind of have to a help, reason to, to help things. justify it but i'm also yeah. just like like what if we like we already have to change the cars a little bit to just race at daytona and talladega True. but to me that's like it's minimal changes and i guess like so mm-hmm. far the dirt car changes are kind of minimal but it's like i think we have to go more like if we have to remove well, the windshields it's like well girl and kyle larson said in an interview on sirius that they need to remove the windshields just because of the for one the visibility that's yes. a problem and two nascar won't do it apparently because of safety but the thing is, with dirt cars, they have these giant rods in here that'll like, you know, they'll protect them and everything. And I think Larson said in that statement that they're able to, they're prepping the track in a way so like nothing will like fly in their face and everything. Yeah. So it's making the track less like racy. I don't know. It's an interesting discussion. I think I was surprised they had windshields last year. And I'm still surprised I had them this year. Because they That's did probably... test with Stuart Friesen with, like, no windshield. Like, they had something, I guess, but over a screen. But, yeah, yeah, like, they weren't ready for it, you know? Yeah. And that just goes back to not being prepared for me. And yeah. Kyle Larson also said, if we're going to go dirt racing, let's actually go dirt racing. 
I agree. And I I heard some people suggest like, well, let's just have them race with late models again. Okay, well then we're not. Then it's like, not the cup car. This isn't yeah. NASCAR anymore at that point. Right. Like for maybe an all star race, maybe an exhibition, sure. But like, let's be real here. Okay, yeah. there's so many sponsors and stuff and teams that are actually work on their cars. Like, yeah, dude, what are we and, doing? <laughs> but you know, I think if we had Bristol Dirt, if we keep it Eldora Knoxville, I think that would be that'd be three tracks. Yeah, two of I the like, most be, famous dirt tracks in America. Too. Yeah, I feel like that'd be a good balance, and I feel like that would justify it enough. I, I, you make a really good point. Like all these changes that we that these dirt drivers are trying to push, and that does cost to, money. By yeah, the way, cost, a lot especially of especially in a parts shortage. Yeah, be a lot of extra work, and they just for one race right now, is it worth it? Yeah, yeah. it's like kind of similar to like the road course, like kind of similar. It's like what not actually similar because it was just like okay, why will we work on our road course setups when there's just two road course races, and now we have. Right seven or six road course races so now there's a reason to work on their setups and stuff but this is actually changing the car i would if for some reason if somehow some way we ended up getting eldora and knoxville on the schedule put one of them in the playoffs because then i know you don't like that (laughs) well i again i think at that point that's one of the main staples of the series put one in the playoffs just like people wanted a road course in the playoffs you know, and that again, that's a way down the line discussion, but well, I'm just saying again, I'm just like, I, I think I'm of the party at the moment where it's like, mm. I don't know if we need dirt racing and cup, right? Because it's like, oh, you voted think, yes, you voted yes. Well, I know it's going to happen. That's so kind of why I voted yes. And I don't okay. for now, I'm okay with them still like tinkering with the idea because it's like what are they going to do with the bristol spring date you know i'm okay with them keep trying it we're learning this is at least i mean it's just the regular season doesn't really matter this is valuable research that's true. in my opinion yeah. this is very valuable research because we've yeah. always been asking okay nascar should do or cup should do dirt cup should do dirt cup should do dirt okay we've done dirt we've done it twice and we're, we're yeah. gonna do it a third time and They've gotten better. I think they'll get better next year. I think the conversation that we have about Bristol Dirt next year, I'm interested to see what, if it's going to be more positive, if I'm going to be like, okay, no, actually stop. Like, this is getting stupid. Um, right. So, And that's by the way, dirt racing is a huge staple of American racing. Like, yes, it's huge. It's a huge staple. I think NASCAR should race on dirt. And I think it'd be, I think the truck series should have a lot more dirt races, like a lot more, because that's more of a lesser series. It should have more of the local stuff, try and bring fans to see the up and coming stars and everything. I think Cup belongs on dirt though, because of how big of a deal dirt is in America. And NASCAR's yes. the American motorsport. And they're trying to like attract the dirt fans, I've heard. Like they're trying to like yeah. get the dirt community to like pay attention to them. Yeah. Which, mm. Well, I, I can tell you when I was younger and went to these dirt tracks all the time, no one there really watched NASCAR as much. Mm-hmm. They were just more so into World of Outlaws or yeah. whatever. And it's an audience. They like racing. Oh, obviously. Yeah. They like racing. They like oval racing. I mean, you're right. Little, I mean, if there's any series yeah. to do dirt racing, it is NASCAR. They are ovals. Yes. They thrive on short tracks. And that yeah. whole debate if Bristol Dirt's a short track is something I don't want to get into. So, and well, NASCAR has a big 
their their schedule is very diverse and they're probably going to add a street course love. in two years yep street course that's awesome they have mile and a half they have short tracks they have Super dirt tracks ways. they have no, street really. courses they have road courses i mean i think they've had, they have everything and, and that goes back this kind of goes back to like this discussion about the next gen car on like yeah. short tracks it's like is it even possible to make a car that races good on all of these different types of tracks? That is something to talk about. Not today, but that's right. something that, is it even possible? Have they even done it before? You know, it's like, because mm -hmm. I feel like you could always point somewhere. It's like, mm, that car kind of struggled on this. Right. And to little, put a little bow on this topic here, uh, last year's race, they put a, they made a mockery of dirt racing, in my opinion. Yep. It was to try and attract the dirt fans and they just put on a circus. I think that yes. was ridiculous and in poor taste. This year, I know there was a lot of issues with the weather. I think that was mainly on the weather. Yes. And then you had the confusing rule. I don't, the racing though was really good. Yeah. So I think that's my main take from this is that they actually had a good dirt race. If you exclude all the stuff that was out of their control. You know what I mean? Yep. I think there's a lot of improvement. That wasn't specific to Bristol Dirt because they've had they have other races with non-competitive pit stops. Like any of the standalone races for Xfinity and trucks, they have that could yes. the same situation could happen where it's stage two and then they red flag it to do non-competitive pit stops. So that could happen again. That's not a Bristol Dirt thing. It's I think just Arca does it every week. Yeah, for that's just a thing for Cup for that weekend. Because Cup, obviously, we have live pit stops everywhere except Bristol Dirt. Yes. But yeah. Um, only other thing to talk about the race is um, the people talking us through the race. Fox Sports had a great booth this weekend, in my opinion. Mike Joy, Clint Boyer were with the one and only Daryl Waltrip. We talked about it last week. I was so excited for it. We were we were excited for the clown show. We thought the race was going to be a circus. It was actually yep. pretty good. And then we thought the booth was going to be a circus. And it was actually played pretty good. I mean, DW... I I was I think, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I think DW, him taking time off and like coming in as a guest and like he did so good. Like he was still his same old, like, you know, like, you know, what's like what he said, holy smoly, right? And yeah. he's fun. That made me smile when he said holy smoly. I was like, DW oh, made me smile that. a lot this weekend, right? And yeah. I think he wasn't trying too hard. I think he wasn't like it was nice to have him for one race. I for think sure. it was perfect. And Clint Boyer being, um, what's it called? Clint Boyer was like kind of, he has a lot of dirt background, right? He grew up in Kansas. Um, so he grew up with dirt racing. Um, it was kind of perfect for him to be kind of like the dirt guy in the booth. Like they didn't even have to, like Daryl Waltrip's perfect because they don't have to get a dirt guy, right? They don't have to ask like Tony Stewart or someone else that's experienced with dirt to come commentate because right. they already have Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer knows a lot about dirt. He uh, last year he was like that. He was like, "Well, for this surface, you need to make sure." And DW could even ask Clint questions that we had. Like, so is rain good for dirt? Because I didn't know if it was either. So yeah. Clint was awesome. That might have been his best race. Would you say so, yeah. Alex? I would say this was Clint Boyer's best performance in the booth. He's so up and down. <laughs> he is on a roller coaster, man. He needs to get consistent. He, he, needs, he just he's... had the lowest of lows ever two weeks ago. And now he's like, the, he's at the top of the roller coaster. Again. He was like, Chad Canals oh. was in the booth two straight weeks. And there were two different Clint Boyers in that booth. Like it was yeah. insane. It was, 
yeah, we went from the lowest of lows to highest of highs. I will say Boyer did go a little too much on making fun of DW for his age. You could tell Daryl is getting a little annoyed at it. Like, I mean, one is old. Is, <laughs> I know, but it's just like, I'm sorry, DW. I love you. <laughs> he, he was making fun of DW. Like, Leave Grandpa alone. Stop, Clint. Like every, You're going to look like that in 20 years. Like, every five minutes, it felt like Clint was just being like, You're so old. Ha ha ha. Probably. Just like, he probably felt young, especially when Larry got up there. He put Clint was probably like, Damn. Yeah, when, oh my gosh, when they had Mike, Larry, and Daryl up there all together, oh, was I was cute. so happy. That I was so that. cute. I love that so much. And then everyone cropped Clint out of their pictures they posted on Twitter. <laughs> good times, good times. Good times. Do but it again for also, Darlington. Please do it for Darlington. And then they also, Fox also brought back the trackside stage. And which is why Larry was there in the first place. Which is why Larry was there in person. <laughs> <laughs> i loved that dude that was oh so cool that was so cool man i you can tell how excited i was about it like that was yes. so cool the fans behind them that oh is what we need yes i i couldn't believe it when you text me like oh my gosh the stage is there i didn't have the pre-race on yet and i was just like they what yeah it was and um like chris myers jamie mcmurray uh larry mack hanging out yeah, Michael Waltrip. Yeah, like, and obviously Bristol Dirt's a big race for them. Maybe they won't do this every week. They probably won't. But Loki, Talladega, six hundred or something. Talladega's but a good race to do that for, though. Not gonna lie, be a really good one. I loved it. I I went to a track side recording in like 2009, 2010 or something, and that was the coolest thing ever. Like seeing oh, Steve Burns up there doing the show. That was rest like, in peace. I know that was a that's a fond memory of mine because yep. of Steve. And I think he, I think he. This is the date he passed away, I think. Or I no, think so. not even the 24th. I'll check. But, um, and then the next day, I went to NASCAR race day. Like, the energy just, it goes up several notches because of uh, NASCAR race day. And yeah, we missed that. It was and, actual NASCAR race day, as David Land tweeted. Actual NASCAR race day. Yeah. <laughs> and... I don't know. It it just felt like I was home again. You know, I was back home on the speed channel. Like, yeah. No, that. it was so nice. And I feel like, honestly, I think we've been complaining about Fox a lot. And by we, I mean, everybody, oh, yeah. I think they've been listening a little bit. Maybe that was so. like one thing to win some of us back over. Um, They were being, they were a lot better at Martinsville about like, they were showing data during qualifying, which was really cool, like telemetry and stuff. And I yeah. think, Maybe they got the point, but then they still have an obnoxious distal bur- distal bur- Bristol dirt commercial. So it's like, I don't know. I think they're kind of getting it, hopefully. I, we'll yeah, I, I felt like this was one of the better races this year. Like, there were still a lot of times they did not catch a wreck. Like, even during the truck race, they were just missing stuff. A lot of times, you had Daryl in the booth shouting out a wreck that was happening, and Fox would take, like, 15 seconds to cut to it. <laughs> gosh like you know how old daryl is as clint would say dw is barely like his his reaction time is so slow and, and daryl's catching this before Fox y'all <laughs> come on it's but, like nbc see nbc they dale jr has them trained the dale jr like crash back straight away and the cameraman's <laughs> like <"Whoop." laughs> like dale is getting them camera guys working man right oh man I love DW. I was so happy for him. If whenever they showed like full body shots of them, like up on the stage, 
You could see Daryl was just tapping his foot. He was just having the greatest time. Oh my god, he had he fun. Was so I giddy. Tell he had fun. Yeah. And there was a joke where it was like, um, they were talking about the choose cone. Mike Joy was like, "Yeah, so we don't have a choose cone here this weekend." And uh-huh. Daryl was like, "Huh? Well, what is that?" Ooh. Like, I think he knew what it was, but I think he was like referencing that he hasn't been in the booth since 2019. Right. I just thought that was really funny. He's like, "Huh? We didn't have that back in my day." Like. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. By the um, way, they should have the juice cone at Dirt Bristol. Okay, how much that. money y'all they got and they can't put a, a cone on a string? Come on. I, I get you can't paint it, but like, dude, just... Or like, yeah. dude, it's not that hard. Is that <laughs> all we got? Well, it's not all we got on Fox, but um, are we ready to take a break before we get into the tea? I am ready. Are you? All right. So, yeah. um, Yeah, so I'll see. we'll see you guys in a little bit. So we just talked about how great Fox was this past weekend, and um, there's actually more greatness to come. And Alex, you literally asked me like Sunday, like, who do you think's gonna be in the Fox booth? And I'm like, I did. I'm thinking of people that are good at Talladega, right? I'm like, well, maybe they'll have Jeff Gordon come back. They had him to Atlanta, which was like kind of like a plate race, and maybe they'll have him come back. He's one of Talladega a lot. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the obvious answer is well, Dale Jr., but he works for NBC, you know. So it's like I don't right. think they're gonna let him do that. Nope, they did. They did. They literally did. He's gonna be in the Fox booth at Talladega with Clint Boyer and Mike Joy. It'll be his second time in the Fox booth, going back to like the 2017 clash, dude. Dude, literally, he's the perfect guy to call a Talladega race. He oh, is dude. Perfect. This is, I'm, you know, NBC, thank you so much. Like, this is going to be so fun to see him with Mike Joy and Clint Boyer. Man, Fox, this is the best idea they ever had. Doing this guest analyst thing, that is, oh. Well, we're talking about him every week, and I think the rotating guest has just been brilliant. It's brought life back to the Fox booth. Mm-hmm. It really is. I, girl, I'm just so... I'm so happy for that. Um, it's going to be great. Dale, he loves super speedway racing, especially mm-hmm. not having to drive it anymore. <laughs> um, he's very knowledgeable on it, obviously. Like, yep. he's the perfect person to bring in for that. So that'll be awesome. I think I'm really curious how Dale's going to gel with, like, Mike Joy. Because I think Dale is the highlight of the NBC crew. And, you know, with their, Fox has had issues here and there, obviously. I'd be, I'm really curious how he's going to gel with uh, Boyer and Mike Joy. That'd be really yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, he was, and you know, Mike loved working with him. Obviously, who doesn't work, love working with Dale? But he loved working with him back in um, what's it called? Back in a uh, the twenty seventeen clash. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how this goes. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be good. We'll be here next week talking about how he did. So yeah, I mean, yep. it's, been, it's been great. Um, but yeah, besides like Jeff Gordon or Dale Jr., I was like, I don't know, maybe Jamie Mack. I mean. <laughs> He's want to tell a nigga a few I think times. You mentioned, I think you mentioned Carl Edwards. Because that I would said, just be funny. <laughs> I said they would have a bit about how Carl flipped at 09 and then ran across Ricky Bobby style. They would have had a bit about it. Everyone would have hated it. But. See, Fox this weekend, they're either going to have the race day stage back and like they're hyping up and Dale Jr. is going to be there or they will be like, you know, Ricky Bobby and Aaron Holiday Nights and you know, there's right. only two ways this could go this weekend. Um yep. speaking of Dale Jr., Alex, you got to ride in the 8 car this weekend, right? I did. So if you guys saw my tweet on Saturday, I was at Kansas Speedway on Saturday. I got to do 
the NASCAR racing experience. It was a birthday gift. Um, basically, you get to either ride ride along in a car for three laps or drive around Kansas Speedway. They're doing this at all the tracks. They do this every year. Um, I had so much fun. I didn't know what to expect. I actually forgot it was that weekend or I would have mentioned it on the pod last week. Um, but yeah, there were two cars for the ride alongs and it was the 43, like the Richard Petty experience car and the number eight Budweiser car. Like, yeah, like Monte Carlo, like old Gen yeah. 4. Like, like it was classic. like the 2005, 2006 car. And I was, and you know, that eight car wasn't running for a bit. As soon as it was my turn, they fired that eight car up and pulled up. And they're like, it's your turn. I'm like, oh my God. Girl, I, I texted Zach when I got there. I'm like, there's a Bud 8 car. I got so excited. <laughs> and then I got to go in it. Oh my gosh. That was so cool. Um, but I had, a, so I had a fire suit on and everything. I have pictures you on it. You look so good in that fire suit. And I did, though. You I ate that up. I really did. Up. Ryan Blaney 12, you know, looks out here. Right. <laughs> Candid photos. But I got to do three laps around the track. I have a giant, giant bruise on my arm that I've shown Zach. I was, I freaked out when I first saw it, but I'm like, oh, it's probably from, probably from that. Yeah. Either getting <laughs> but, in the car or like you bump something in the car, maybe. Probably. But, uh so fun and the guy who rode me i don't know who it was but he was awesome and at at the end he gave me a thumbs up or a thumbs down i'm like thumbs up thumbs up instant but i wonder how many thumbs down he gets <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but i'm mean, like you didn't go fast enough the, so i have three main takeaways one i didn't realize how fast he was gonna go coming off a of pit road it's like as soon as we i got in the car ready to go i'm all buckled in he like floored it and i was like do they do this in real life do they fly off pit road this fast it's like i think we were zooming and then we like got on the back stretch eventually and everything the corners like uh it's a lot more banked than you would think it is like it's obviously it's like you feel like you're sideways like you're on a roller coaster in the corners a bit and then my other takeaway was on the back stretch it's so much shorter than it looks like the cart when you're watching a race in person because they're on the backstretch for a while it feels like you're there for like two seconds just like you're off the corner zoom backstretch and then you're back on the corner that was so cool i was smiling the entire time and then the other thing is uh he was probably going faster than anyone because all the other people out there were driving and they had to pay to drive Oh, and you, pa- so he's passing people. He's too. passing people. Oh! <laughs> so, and they had a couple indie cars there. So I was nerding out when we passed an indie car. It was, it was an older indie car, but I was, you know, I was really that's giddy so, about that. That's a recipe for disaster. And I don't know how they do that. I don't know how. I, I think the drivers are supposed to stay at the bottom. I think it's what it was. And we're running up high. That makes like sense. Okay. The wall. That makes sense. We ended up passing an old Rusty Wallace car, which I was like, oh, this is so cool. We're... And the guy who was driving the Rusty Wallace car was running up more the top. I don't think he was supposed to do that. We came up, we were flying. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to hit him. We're going to hit him. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> it's it's going to be so cool. What the heck? Oh, so wrecking. Okay. <laughs> oh, NASCAR fan. There we go. NASCAR, NASCAR fan, fan right here. Excited but about wrecking. Wow. We were, we were going into turn one and he like, he downshifted and then got around him. It went right by the wall. And we 
he then he floored it through the corner i was like oh my god that was the coolest thing ever um i don't know man this is it was so cool and i didn't know what to expect but i, I smiling the entire time did it feel like a roller coaster kind of in the like, corners a little bit yeah like yeah obviously the g-forces but okay uh, on the straightaway no like that was fine just felt like we were going really fast okay. and i glanced over i think we were probably only going like 150 160 what only yeah so only 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 so it's not like dude with our running. engine package girl that's fast <laughs> good point <laughs> Good no, point. because like I thought, I I think you told me a number. I thought you said one twenty, and I was like, oh, that's okay. This is, I mean, it's still fast. Like my car tops out. My car tops out at one twenty. Not that I know. Oh, okay. Like I don't actually like I haven't tested it. That's just I looked it up. But like I think I was talking about in the corners for one twenty. Maybe I don't remember. But, but one fifty makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, cool. Like I glanced over on the straightaway, and it was that. And another thing, by the way, the Hans device. You can't get out of those cars with that thing on. I, the guy who was helped you get in and out of the car, he was yelling at me like, get out of the car. It's like, your turn's over. I got, my, my head got stuck when I was getting out. That's probably when I got my bruise. And I was trying to get out and the Hans device got stuck. <laughs> I could not get out of the car. Um, eventually I did. But anyway, very fun experience. And anyone's able to do it. Um, just look up NASCAR racing experience. I know they're going, my grandma's been getting ads for the Las Vegas one. So yeah, I know they go to most of the tracks. Yeah, so. I had the opportunity to do one. Like literally my sister bought me one, but then I got, I had anxiety when we got there. So then she mm -hmm. did it instead. I felt really bad about it, but Aww. I have anxiety. Like I, I was like, oh, I don't know how to race car, whatever. Um, when I was in line to get the fire suit, I texted you like, I'm so nervous. And you told me like, I'm so excited for you. It's going to be great. And I was just Aww. like, yeah, you're right. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really cool experience. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna really have to do that. I need to like, I need to get that back. I need to get that back. You and I will do it together someday, bestie. Maybe. We'll do it. Um. <laughs> so what's it called? Um. So yeah, that's awesome. Um. Yeah. North Wilkesboro, in the news this weekend, and there's a lot of rumors about it. Um. They're getting some grassroots racing later this year. They're gonna do some paved races, I believe, like this summer in like August. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then they're going to tear up the asphalt and do dirt racing and not on just any old dirt. They were made a big point about this, like on the original dirt from 19, whatever. Um, they're going to do <laughs> racing on the original dirt at North Wilkesboro because that that's important. Um, <laughs> Very important. And yeah, they're going to have asphalt pavement racing and some grassroots dirt racing. And yeah, um, this fall and then they're going to repave in 2023. Yeah, uh, this was a big hyped up announcement. I think this is really cool. Uh, you know, I didn't know if this was ever going to happen because it's been talked about for years, but I don't know. I think they'll have a lot of short track stuff happen next year. They said that the, they really want to get trucks there, the NASCAR trucks. Yeah, that was like like someone obviously asked about like, so what about the NASCAR National Series? And they're like, I think trucks is a good place. And yeah. Obviously, you know, a cup race in 2022 needs a lot of infrastructure around it. And yeah, they're also keeping the track very nostalgic. 
Um, oh, yeah. And I, I'm, that's not a euphemism. It's like they're actually, they are restoring it. And I, I assume they'll put maybe some safer barriers or maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't know. Um, but like they're keeping it, um, try, trying to make it feel, you feel like you're in ni- the 1980s. Right. right. Um, like, but also like keep it cleaned and it's going to be like restored hopefully and things aren't falling apart. Right. It's so yeah. we'll see how that goes. I'll be interested to see how it goes. Um, I'm personally not, obviously I'm a 2000s kid. I don't really, I yeah. don't have the connection to North Wilkesboro that some of you guys do, um, but mm-hmm. I think it will be cool for a lot of people to see racing there sure. again. I know a lot of the drivers are like, yo, that's cool. Like even like Ryan Vargas, like drivers my age are like, yo, who has a car? I want to go race at North Wilkesboro. So that's cool. That's cool. That's cool for them. I don't, I, I you know, I don't really care that much, but that's nice. Um, some other weird NASCAR things. Um, Jeff Gluck. Now he hates Bristol dirt. I mean, he is like on, he is that, he is the end of the spectrum. Does not like Bristol dirt. Does not want to see it on the schedule. Um, <laughs> on his podcast this week, he made a rap. He made a rap because everyone yes. was hyping up like, oh, he's going to rant about Bristol dirt. He made a rap about it instead, instead of ranting because that's the sensical thing to do. Um, and honestly, Alex, he spilled. It was kind of fire. I got it. Was he? He didn't miss a point. Well, no. probably missed one point. But like he, <laughs> he spilled. He spilled tea. He was. I mean, he said some good stuff about kind of like. I don't even remember anymore, actually. But it right. was. But, I wanted to bring it up. Well, actually, you go ahead. Jeff Gluck is so funny. <laughs> like, just sometimes some of his reactions on Twitter, they're just so funny. He makes me yeah. laugh. I, and sometimes I hope- he irritates me a little bit. But like he's that's still everyone he's, though. Yeah, that's everyone. I mean, everyone. You're not gonna just. Agree I mean, with you irritate me sometimes. That's a joke. <laughs> you irritate me sometimes. That's not. Oh, a, I know that. No, girl, you know Just kidding. But no, for real, uh, Jeff Gluck. I've been listening to his podcast for years. Like even was like the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast. Really funny, and now he does a rap. It's like. What is he thinking? His though? podcast is really good. The teardown, it it's really, really good. good. I didn't yeah. realize I I haven't been listening to it till like lately. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. Yeah. That's it was it was fun. What would we rap about if we made raps? Something gay, probably. What well, the I could <laughs> rap about um I because I've been wanting to write music. I could rap about um well yeah, you've been talking about that. What would I rap about? What's something I'm really passionate about? Harrison Burton. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Not him finishing. No, he got a top 20, didn't he? I think so. I don't know. Queen. <laughs> Finally. But, I've been waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, drop the album, Jeff. We'll, we'll drop listen the to album. It. I'll listen. We'll be streaming. Featuring Jordan Bianchi. Question Bianchi? I keep messing up his name. I'm You're sorry. I'm stream. sorry. <laughs> I can say New Garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one that matters. That's the only one that matters. <laughs> um, speaking of IndyCar. Man, our transitions are fire today. We're eating that up. Um, up. So, um, what? Hey, actually, hold up. No, not IndyCar in a minute. No, I just messed it up. It's okay. Um, Oh, Zach. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, We're talking about, no, let's do it. So, paint scheme. So, McLaren (laughs) talked about their Uh Indy. I'm I'm a mess. They they unveiled their Indy 500 paint schemes. Mm -hmm. And at first, I was like, yo, these are cool. We have a lot of orange, obviously, papaya. Papaya, excuse me, papaya. It's not orange, it's papaya. They have a lot of um, 
papaya on there, like that, like light kind of golf blue. Um, yeah. And then black, or at least I thought it was black. Um, apparently. Before you say this, Zach, I just want to say you're the person who said you've never tweeted a bad take in your life. And then you go and tweet out that you loved, loved in all caps, these McLaren schemes, leveries. But then, and then I call you out on it. And then you said, I didn't see the green actually. So I really didn't because I thought it was black. Yeah. And when you squint, these paint schemes are awesome. They're a little weird because they're asymmetrical. Yeah, when you squint, both of your eyes shut and you can't see them. They look pretty good. I wish Scott McLaughlin's <laughs> three car wasn't asymmetrical because I think that just gave all these teams ideas to do that now. And it's talking about the snap on library, right? Yeah, it, it bugs me that like, the sides of the car are different colors and i don't like yeah. it but it's also fine at the same time i don't know i love the colors not the green not the mm -hmm. green it's just and, like and they said in the press release that not everyone's gonna like it but that's okay girl no <laughs> is it is that's, it it looks so like why is it green is it for memorial day or some some that's not it's, a part it's, of their brand it's that same like camouflage green isn't it yeah it is and it's on every single car so on the right side of pato's car the left rear like just the right side just the left rear of um juan pablo montoya's car and then which is the right number down six. the middle on felix's yeah and it's number six this year by the way from montoya which i i mess with um this looks so stupid and then another paint scheme was revealed today you wanted to talk about yes um william byron the 24 they are going to run that DuPont ex, um, Exalta, but the DuPont 2001 through 2008 um, Red Flames on a blue back um, for Jeff Gordon. It looks really good with the number placement. I think a lot of us were worried about throwbacks. Um, I think that looks fine. I think, I think it looks fine. Alex Bowman still looks stupid, but um, I know you disagree, but, you know, it's fine. I, like I think. I like Bowman's. <laughs> I think it's this, it's the schemes where the, the design actually interacts with the number. Those are the problems. Like the right. Jeff Gordon scheme, you just put the number on top of the flame. So it's, it's fine. Like uh, Kozlowski's does not make sense because the circle where the number used to be on the old car is just yeah. not the same. It's yeah. not the same. Yeah. Um, but back to McLaren though. So I'm saving this transition back to McLaren um jenna fryer right jenna fryer reports um yep. did you want to read this alex i'm sorry I, I keep talking so alexander rossi is reportedly going to aero mclaren sp in 2023 per jenna fryer and the associated press i think this is uh not that surprising uh i think everyone kind of knows that rossi is out after at andretti yeah, at yeah i think this makes a lot of sense and it sounds like it'd be a third car which we knew last year that McLaren wants to run a third car. Uh, they're not going to do it this year, it sounds like. They were originally going to. Um, but yeah, this is apparently a done deal, according to Jennifer's article. A done deal. Interesting. I think it's a decent move for him. I mean, McLaren, they've been... I mean, I think a different... A change of scenery is going to be something for him. And I think McLaren, they have high hopes for their IndyCar program, I know. Um and they have Pato in their stable right now. Um, we'll I'll see. be I'm, curious if Napa goes with him or not, wherever he goes. I doubt it. 
I don't know. Well, McLaren's so weird because they're they are their own like sponsor, not True. sponsor because like Arrow still sponsors them, but it's like they have their cars branded Papaya, and yeah. like they got that weird Napa car with the pink on it too with Auto Nation. But That's so maybe true. wait, wait a minute. But the blue is one of their colors. So what if they go back to that metallic blue? Oh, that'd be cool. But they just changed their branding to go to the powder blue. So I, I don't know. That would look cool though, right? Like a, a, that, a that, that would look cool. A papaya sure. and like, hmm, lefty. Get get going. Get going with that one. <laughs> and then another thing of IndyCar news that came out earlier today: a uh, Peretta Autosport. Uh, they are the team that was mostly women who ran the Indy 500 last year in association with Team Penske. They announced today they are now partnering with Ed Carpenter Racing, uh, still with Simona De Silvestro as the driver. They're going to run Road America, Mid Ohio, and Nashville this year in the number sixteen. Very cool. I'm really happy to see this. Um, not running the Indy 500, and there's and that was behind that. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I texted you. I was like, "Why are they not running the Indy 500? Like, there's literally a 33rd spot open. Like, they would make the show." like right but then you told me what i told you was it sounds like they didn't want to have another quote-unquote bad showing at the indy 500 because you know they don't running 31st isn't going to attract a sponsor which i think is a very smart evaluation so what Pareto wants to do they want to really build their program up from the ground and just get better and better and then go back to Indy, get a sponsor and say, Hey, we can actually compete rather than, Hey, we're going to be like 30th. You want to be on our car off the page. And yeah. you know, I think this I think ties, in, I think this ties into Indy not having like cars going home this year because making the field for the Indianapolis 500 is supposed to be a huge deal but yeah. when it's like, are we even going to have cars going home this year? Are we even going to have a full field? That beca- that makes it even more of that point where it's like, we don't want to show up and run, right? But if it's like, it would be different if it's like, we want to try to make the Indy 500. We want to be one of the best 33, not right. just one of the only 32 that wanted to show up. So right. I kind of, that's what I want to yeah. say about it. Um, It's a little... And it it sucks. Still, it's still possible that there will be a 33rd, potentially 34th entry. At the yeah, Mark Miles said that, apparently. So um, there's been a lot of rumors on who that could be, your best bet on who. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll find out really soon because the month of May is like in a few weeks. So Yeah, they're testing um, IndyCar tomorrow on Peacock. So mm-hmm. not an ad, just, you know. Hi, folks. Yeah. Lee Diffie here. Um, so, <laughs> I want him on the podcast. Oh, that'd be awesome. Lee! Um, anyway, so, um, but yeah, so that's cool. Um, it'll be, it'll, hey, it's cool to see them doing some races, but I, I still wouldn't yeah. like to see them do indie, but it's okay. I understand. Yeah. Um, last bit of tea, our last sip of tea for today, um, Formula One. Um, the, the Miami Grand Prix is very soon. Very like, soon. It's like the next race after Imola, I believe, isn't it? Like May, um, like sixth or something, like Miami. I'm not sure, but it's gonna be on ABC. Yeah, uh, just as Coda was May eighth. May eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, makes sense. I think that's that's gonna be a big like testing ground again because F1 continues to grow. And you know they had it on ABC for Coda in the fall. 
be very curious to see if those ratings are maintaining or not. And now, that's all for the tea today, Zach. We have a new segment on the Gay Racing Podcast. Yes. Hope, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And this was an idea you came up with, and I love it. it. It is ready. Are you ready for Slay and Flop of the Week? Slay and Flop. Slay. You either slay or you flop. Yep. There, there's no in between. There's either Slay or Flop. So basically how it works. And um, let us know what you think of the names. What is it? Well, let us know what you think of this segment. It's, it's something new. Yeah. Um, Alex is going to give his Slay of the Week. I'm going to give my Slay of the Week. Alex is going to give his flop of the week and I'm going to give my flop of the week. Kind of just like of everything that's happened this week. Yes. What's what's the one thing? What's the one thing that really stuck out to us? Um, what's the yeah. one thing maybe that we didn't mention yet? So yeah, that's just how it works. And we'll see how it goes. I, I think it's, it's something a little extra. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Alex, what's your, what's your very first ever Slay of the Week? My Slay of the Week is Myatt Snyder saying on Twitter that he would indeed fight a transphobe. That's but, so cool too. I love that drivers. Yes. We have drivers that will fight for us. Like yeah, there was like a bot or something that like tweeted Myatt Snyder would fight a transphobe, and someone asked Myatt, "Will you actually do that?" And he said, "Yes." So that's awesome. Slay, go off. Yeah, I love Myatt. He's so cool. Zach, Marty raised him right. I'll say that right now. Yeah, Marty raised that beard. Right. So very true. Yes, period. My slay, my slay, not to be narcissistic, but I think I have to get slave the week because listen, not me picking Kyle Bush and Ross Chain, Ross Chain, Ross Ross Chastain to win at some of the best finishes in NASCAR this year. I picked them to win both those races. You did. I'm sorry. I get slay of the week. Good for you. That's Zach. I get the very first. Like I gotta give it to myself. I'm putting. I'm, I'm that meme of President Obama putting it the medal over <laughs> President Obama. I'm sorry. I'm not guilty about it. Um, oh, you deserved it. Congratulations. Honestly, honorable no. mention is Fox putting Dale Jr. in the booth or an Ooh. NBC letting it happen. That's not honorable mention, but you know. So, flop of the week. Girl. I gotta give it to the those people that were in your replies after your timed race. This is all about me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like they flops. They're they're mad online. They're no mad. Reason. They don't read. They don't understand the context. They don't have a job. They hate because... formula. They don't have a job. No, that was the one thing I forgot to mention. I it's a Sunday night. It's eleven o'clock. I want to go to bed. I right. have to get up in the morning. I don't think y'all understand that. I don't know. I think we talked about it earlier. It's a great idea, but all those people in their plies are being nasty to you. They're flops. They're in the flops era. Like, be respectful. Yeah, come on. Stop cussing me out. Be like, oh, you're stupid. Of course. Oh, just don't stop. Don't watch the race. I muted that. I muted that in five minutes. Y'all crazy. My flop of the week, speaking of Twitter, my flop of the week is Denny Hamlin. My (laughs) boy, my boy got to chill out. He needs to worry about getting top 25 finishes instead of worrying about the politics of NASCAR. I'm sorry. He is talking so much trash, and, and I love Denny Hamlin. Don't get and me you wrong. You know, another thing, Denny Hamlin is very deserving of this because his team, 2311, they're also flop of the week. They are flop of the week. Because been struggling what is going season. on over there? What is? Because... Like, I don't think anyone knows what they're doing over there. And then there was radio that was put on Twitter of these guys talking after the race. They had no idea. They just didn't know what they were talking about. 
Yeah, so Denny was arguing mainly Sunday night about like the scoring thing, like the Kyle Bush Chase Briscoe thing. It was like, okay, who's actually going to win this race if it doesn't get restarted? I think Denny, and I love, let me get this straight. I love how Denny is very outspoken on Twitter. It's great. We need more of it. But like, it's like you're losing credibility when you're just like blatantly ignoring the rules and just how it's supposed to work. Yeah, And it's like, well, why did they change the scoring then? No, dude, that's Fox. That's Fox's transponders. That's different. Like, it's, dude, like, it's just, it's just. Like, he only was able to follow all this because he was out of the race, wasn't he? (laughs) Right. So you're out of the race, bestie. You need to worry about your own stuff. You need to worry about your own race team. He was talking so much trash on Twitter. And I was just like, I love when he talks trash on Twitter. I didn't like what he was saying Sunday night. I was just like, chill out. Honestly. Yeah. Flop after flop after flop for Denny Hamlin. Like Martinsville, one of his best tracks. He was nowhere. Like, thank God he won Richmond because besides that, he's had the worst season of his career, he's, man. He's like 23rd in points. He's going to need that win to make the playoffs. Honestly. Like, man. Gosh. Well, that yeah, was our new a... segment. Let us know if you liked it. Let us know it. what what your, um what's it called? What your um Slayer Flop of the Week Slayer is. Flop. I'm, I forgot it already. What your Slayer <laughs> Flop of the Week is. Let us know on Twitter at Gay Racing Pod. Um, we might make a little tweet for it too. So uh-huh. yeah, cool. Um, Gay racing podcast fantasy time. Yes, as I um, did, I forget to mention that I picked the winner last week. Well, you've mentioned it a couple times actually. Zach. Yeah. So I have eight points. Two of them are from wins. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have three top ten finishes this year. Two of them are wins. Um, and then every point I've gotten is a top ten. I'm doing. Yeah. I'm running really consistent, but Zach's still ahead of me because he's yes. winning. Kyle Larson finished fourth. Kyle Bush finished first, in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to Talladega. Talladega is always spicy with picks. And by right? the way, not to stroke Zach's ego a bit more, but you did predict the winner of Talladega last year. And if I can pick Coda and if I can pick Bristol Dirt Girl, I'm going for I'm going back to back for Talladega oh, Spring. Gosh. I'm going back to back. Let's get it. Are you ready, Alex? I'm ready, Zach. All right. Three, two, one. Ryan Ryan Blaney. Blaney. I knew okay. you were going to say that. You stole that. You stole that from me. You well, yeah, that. you've been tweeting about it for past month. I know. Well, day, so. Okay, that's cute. So when he wins, none of us get points. That's okay, because I have the points. Exactly. <laughs> so I have my second pick already. Okay. Hopefully you don't have this one, too. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, Joey, Joey Logano. Logano. Oh, my what? God. What? No, you're done. You're done. <laughs> you're done. You're off the podcast. You're not funny. That's not funny. Stop uh, laughing. That's not funny. What the heck? This hasn't uh, happened in a while. Third amazing. attempt at an overtime finish right here yeah, at the Gate Racing attempt. Podcast. Well, now I got to pull up my, my racing reference because that's all I really had. Oh, you're not ready? Oh, I think I should get just get this for free then. Okay. <laughs> all right. I pulled up my data. I pulled up my data. I looked at the trends. Um. Larry Mack, I even gave Larry Mack a phone call. I think I got it. I think I got it this weekend, all right? You ready, Alex? I'm ready. Attempt number three. Three, two, one. Austin Dillon. Okay. I, Brad was my other choice for number three. That's crazy. So, number three, by the way. I I like how I said that. Number three, Austin Dillon. So, Austin Dillon's a really good super speedway racer. That's a really solid pick. He has an average finish of 15th at Talladega, which by Talladega standards is pretty good. Um, he's in like he has the 11th best average finish in the last um 
what's it called last like since February 2019 mm-hmm. but that's including people like Daniel Hemrick, Chase Briscoe, Anthony Alfredo, John Henry Nemechek. They only have two races at Talladega. Kaz right. Grala has the best. He only has one race there. That's finished sixth. So out of like full-time drivers that have made every start, he has fifth behind Denny Hamlin, Brad Kislowski, Ryan Newman. Well, Ryan Newman's not racing anymore. And then Ryan Blaney. So he has the fourth best out of drivers. Well, not drivers that will be in the race someday, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. So Brad Keselowski was my last resort option. If you took Blaney and Logano, which you did. And I almost took Keselowski too, which I now wish I did because so, that would have been so funny. Keselowski, they may as well put a giant bulldozer. Like, you know, one of those things they have on front of a bulldozer. They may as well put that on the front of the six car. Because this man's going to wreck the whole field. We're going to party like it's 2009 because he's going to put someone in the catch fence. (laughs) He's going to put somebody in the catch fence. This this six car is 30th in points or something right now. He has a giant penalty. He needs to win to make the playoffs. Listen, and Brad Kozlowski won this race a year ago. Won a dual race with the six car, by the way. They got that program set. That's true. And the six car nearly won. Like how many times was Ryan Newman? Yeah. I think Kozlowski is an awesome pick. Just, I'm just saying he's, he's going to wreck a bunch of people. And <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to accept that if I can defeat you in this fantasy. I'm just concerned for him finishing the race, I would say. That's my biggest concern. Yeah, that's why he wasn't my number one pick. That's fair. Yeah, that makes I sense. Think, I think Blaney will probably finish, and I think Logano will be up there. Yeah. But... We have that good picks. Sense. This is going to be really fun to watch. This is going to be a fun. I, and that's the thing about Talladega. I think there's a whole strategy of, do you pick who you think can win? Or do you pick some, like, literally, I think a strategy, a good pick for Sunday might have been a Rick Ware car. The ones that get top tens at super speedways. Like picking Joey Gase, because he's going to get top 10. And it's like, he's going to finish in front of, because it's like, you know, do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we'll see how Austin Dillon and Brad Keselowski go up against each other. Um, we'll see how they do this weekend. Um, that'll be yeah. exciting. Um, but yeah, so um, going to wrap up this episode um, again tomorrow on Peacock or Wednesday, um, April twentieth on Peacock um, and Thursday we have Indy five hundred testing. Um, so I'll be fun. Um, Formula One is at Imola, and I'm really excited because it's like you know Charles Leclerc, Ferrari's back, right? And they're back in Italy. And it would be, be a awesome. big race for Ferrari. It would be awesome if they win, and it would be cool to see if they lose because then it'll be like, oh no, it's like they'll, you know. So <laughs> I think a lot right. of pressure. Well, you know, when we talk about Charles Leclerc's the championship favorite too, it's like pressure is on him this week. There's gonna be a lot of pressure yeah. on him this week, you know, to deliver for a Ferrari. He's the favorite. So we'll see how he does. Um, I think for and hopefully they get their stuff together. So we'll have a motor race, but yeah. Um, then NASCAR be at Talladega. Um which is weird because it's like we have super speedways monthly at this point with Atlanta, you know. Yeah, like, I'm actually excited for this one because the Daytona was fun. I don't know I'm how I feel not, about it. I'm usually not a Talladega Daytona supporter, but I really like the 2500. And Atlanta <laughs> is just something different. So I think it, I'm excited. See, I feel like Atlanta's not too different, though. It's just like, I feel like they, Atlanta's different it's similar but worse yes i think talladega like 
because it's there's actual lanes like i think but we didn't really talk about this with Atlanta, but i think atlanta's too narrow but yeah I don't know. i've just been yeah. thinking about that and it's like we just had a super speedway race last month but you know i'm excited for it um sh- yeah. it's always a classic spring talladega so 500 miles um yeah um that's it um follow at gay racing pod um follow us on twitter and then at dreamy zach gp if you want to keep up with what i'm doing and my gr- glorious takes on twitter um and then follow at new gaden um to keep up with everything going on in alex's world so yeah thank you guys so much for listening as always thank you guys for listening to the episode um we had a lot of fun talking about stuff as so always so we'll see you guys next week to talk about all the tea all of, um whatever happens at talladega um hopefully there's some juicy stuff that happens in f1 we'll see y'all then thank you so much bye, bye.